Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women, to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without our differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Katerina Sathmari. Katerina is from multiple countries, Romania, Germany, Austria, and Hungary, and the descendant of the famous photographer Karol Sathmari, as well as being now an economics student. She is the class secretary. She is an ENTJ in her personality, and her passion is acting. Kate, how are you today? Hello. Well, I am really good today. I just finished school, and I feel really excited for this opportunity I have for this interview. I'm honored. I'm lucky and privileged to have you here and very curious about you as a person. So I'll begin with this nice question. If your friends, the people who know you best, could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Well, a lot of my friends, well, actually my classmates, um, a lot of them, four of them to be exact, they refer me to them, to me as their mother because I'm usually really motherly. Today, uh, I brought them yesterday actually because it was St. Nicholas Day and uh, there's a whole legend with St. Nicholas. You have to clean your boots. You have to lead them on the doorstep and he will come and put sweets and, and uh, money or whatever uh, in your boots, you know? And I brought them gingerbread yesterday and they referred to me as their mother. And then, then I, I went to class and then one of them was like, mom or something. And I thought that was really funny. So a lot of people would describe me as a really motherly person. That's really funny. I can imagine the scene. But I'm curious to understand really what you mean with motherly. Do you mean that you're their leader, the person who tells them like the plans and what to do and what's best for them or more the carer the person who gives them some food and gives them that nurturing side well i think that i am more of the i'm actually both because you said i'm an entj uh and how do i say it uh that is the commander that's how the uh, personality type is called is the commander and i am i i really like to lead people i know how to uh, draw boundaries and rules but um at the same time I re- i'm a really nurturing person you know and i like to bring them food and other things and i think i'm kind of both of them both of the sides thank you and i'll ask you this question it's based more on a philosophical postmodernist thought that nowadays people have freedom, but freedom and responsibility gives most people anxiety 
So they run to social media and run away from that stress. But to you, as someone who can be a commander, do you feel in your element and very comfortable when you have responsibility, when you are the leader? Or it's something you feel is stressful, but you have to do it because you trust yourself to do it more than other options? Or how is your relationship with that responsibility? Yeah, well, um, usually I'm getting stressed when I have responsibilities, but I don't know, a really bad trait that a lot of people uh, say about me is that you're always so stressed and you try to hurry up a lot and you end up doing a mess. And uh, that was in the past. And I feel like now I am a lot more open, a lot of more, a lot more responsive to others' needs. I was before, but still, now I, <laughs> well, it's really people describing me in a funny way as a dictator. You know, I mean, it's just a joke. I'm not actually a dictator, you know, because I know that the world is framed badly. But a lot of people say to me that, hey, you are really dominant and you like dominating everyone, but you're really good at it. And you you know how to explain yourself. You know how to uh, have people draw their ears to you. No, I mean, that's something I really like about myself personally. Thank you. And I'm even more curious about this. So since you're a very dominant girl, when you are fascinated by people that you want to learn from them or maybe characters in movies or stories, do you like and feel fascinated by those who are even stronger and more dominant than you so that they can be even more dominant and put you in the follower state? Or you prefer people who follow you without too much complaining, too much stress and without with accepting you as a dictator? Yeah, well, I people describe me as a dictator uh, in a Actually, it's just a joke about me uh, because I don't really like the word dictator to, for my description because it's framed badly by everything that happened in the past. But uh, I use the word dictator as a joke and then I'm more like a leader. Uh, and to be honest, I haven't really... How do I put it? I haven't really found a lot of characters that are that dominant. Uh, and I use everyone. It's really funny because my mom always tells me that every time I talk to a person, they're like, oh, God, that's so fascinating. I mean, and she's right, to be honest, because people I don't want to be narcissistic or something, but people usually are like, wow, she's different than other people. If we're still talking about the topic about rare girls, you know, I love that. What do you think? makes you or any person come across to others as different from everyone else as a rare person or a rare girl? Well, to be honest, a lot of people stare at me when I'm walking down the street or whatever because I dress really differently. Most people dress really modern and they're like, oh, these new sneakers. And then I'm like, no, I, I shall have the knee-high boots with laces to look like I'm back from war. <laughs> or something that's the main thing and the other thing is that a lot of kids uh nowadays from a lot of schools 
or a lot of places don't really have respect for adults. And I am a person that wants to be respected and if not respected, will take measures and respects other people. For example, I have a classmate who makes fun of the teachers without any mask. She just straight up makes fun of them. And then I just stood there in sh- from the first day of high school, I mean. And then I just stood there in shock, thinking, how can he disrespect these people? These people went through a school, went through a university to cheat teachers, and then he just straight up disrespected them. And uh, I had something with, re- I had a thing with respect um, from a long time ago, but still, uh, I am just shocked at how many people don't respect teachers in our days. And that's why I am pictured as an old soul if we're still talking about, again, the topic about um, my friends describing me. Uh, But then I just stay in shock and think about how can people disrespect people. And that's how I picture this as an old soul, you know, because I have a lot of respect and I respect people. Thank you. I like that. And uh, speaking about old souls, etc., what are your metaphysical beliefs? Are you someone who is spiritual, who believes that souls are eternal or souls are reincarnated or that every person in this world is part of our soul that is there to teach us a lesson and help us grow and therefore we should show it love and respect because it is like the energy of all of the universe into people or are you a girl who believes in tarot and manifestation or how do you perceive it? Well, to be started, I don't believe in tarot cards, but I am a tarot reader. That's the irony of the fate. I mean, the irony is uncanny, to be honest. Uh, but my, my country, Romania, the one I live in, uh, is really religious. There was a joke on the internet with Romania and all the hospitals in it, and then uh, like a map with all the hospitals in it, and then another photo with the map with churches. And the churches, num- the number of churches is way, way uh, more prominent than the number of hospitals in Romania. And I found that really funny because it's really true. Uh, I am a person that is not really religious, but Christmas, with Christmas coming up, uh, I am more of a Grinch. I mean, I don't know what, I don't want know what happened, but I'm not really that excited for Christmas anymore and then I looked into it and the religious meaning behind it and being the day that God was born I I honestly thought about it and connected more with my spiritual side we have Christian Orthodox in our country uh, Christians uh, in English and to be honest I think I can connect more to the spiritual uh, part of religion to be honest I understand. That's so interesting. And you mentioned previously that you had some troubles with respect before. To understand your confidence now and your ability to walk in ancient clothes in front of people, is acting something that transformed your being, gave you confidence, and a lot more ability to be a leader was acting a healing experience for you? Or is it fun that you can be 
any character in the world. You can live any life. You can imagine yourself in any story. And that gives you escape from any pain of life into other worlds. Well, acting is kind of an escape mechanism for me because, to be honest, I am a really confident person, as you said before. And I got that confidence because it used to be a mask because I was having a really bad self-image. I I had a really bad self-image of me. Uh, And then everything changed with acting and I realized that I can act more confident. And this is the one exception where I believe that pretend and you'll get it affirmation. And I honestly think that acting gave me a lot of confidence because I used to act it out a lot. And now I'm a confident being and people ask me, or I can actually give you an example. I was dressed as a pirate, full blown, everything hat. I have it on my wall right now, my hat. I had uh, a hat from Amazon and uh, I put feathers on the side and I went out with it one day. Uh, I have I didn't have it on my head the whole day, but then when I walked home, I just put it on and just went in character, full drunk walk and everything. And then a group of men approached me. And first of all, I got scared because I, me being a really paranoid person, I uh, honestly thought that they were about they were gonna ask me questions or anything. Not ask me questions. They were gonna put their hands on me or whatever and I got really scared but actually there were there were a group of really really nice people and they said wow good job I'm glad you're confident to dress like a pirate and behave like one on the state and I thought that was a really nice change of plan suddenly to be honest I like that attitude and their encouragement for you and then to ask you if you have some paranoia and some tendencies to overthink How do you protect your self-confidence and self-esteem? Well, to be honest, I I need reassurance. For example, if my teacher uh, said, oh, yeah, you need this and you need that, and then you have to bring this signed by your parent or whatever, I need to ask her two times or or something. I just need to ask her again to make sure. I need a lot of reassurance. That's, That's the base that I get. I get, let's say, healed from paranoia. I mean, it just disappears when I get the reassurance. In relationships, in uh, romantic relationships as well, I need reassurance. I mean, I always say I love you or whatever, just expecting it back. But just, I had a discussion with my mom the other day and me saying I love you. And then she says, good. And then she says, yes, you're you're expecting to say it back. I knew it, you know, and I thought that was really funny. And then I realized, you know, that's true. To be honest, my mom's a psychologist, so she's um, really good with people, good with understanding what they mean and interpreting anything. She actually done uh, has done an act an acting course too, and she played one of a character from Tudor Mushatescu, a really nice um, dramatic writer, uh, and she played the character called Lenutsa. And then I have, and then um, I'm sorry, and then I um, thought it was really funny and. Uh, her and I uh, are really talented actresses, as you can see. And we're, I mean, I have a really close relationship with my mother and I appreciate her very uh, a lot, as you said about your mother as well, which I am really happy about. Thank you. You're very kind. And to ask you, you spoke about Romania, how there are 
more churches and hospitals and you've lived your life here. What does it mean to be a Romanian girl in 2022? And do you feel 100% Romanian or because of your mixed heritage, you're a little bit German, a little bit Austrian, Hungarian, Romanian, maybe a little bit of every story you have acted in and some Japanese with the anime, some uh, Korean with the K-pop, Hollywood, the US and mixed all in one person? Well, being from multiple countries, I think I have traits from each one of them, but uh, Romanian is the most pronounced. Uh, and to be honest, to be a Romanian girl in um, 2022 is, I just keep looking at history and other things. I'm actually a very history passionate person. And um, looking back at history and what happened, all the wars with Vlad Sepes, with him impaling people or, what, or whatever, I just look back and see why people associate us with vampires or other things but actually the legend doesn't go that way about stereotypes with vampires and theft or other things the one with vampires was a funny joke 20 years ago but now it's really getting old to be honest i mean i get the joke it's fun yes we had an we had vlad the impaler i know it's funny we're all vampires i'm gonna suck your blood out but well i think that joke is getting really old I just spoke with one of my friends and then he said, yeah, well, you're, well, I just, I'm sorry. Well, I just um, spoke with one of my friends from other countries and then they said, oh, yeah, well, you're Romanian. Yeah, you're a vampire. We're going to suck the blood out. I mean, totally. It's just getting old, to be honest. And then about another stereotype, it's that, oh, yes, Romanians are, Romanians are gypsies and thieves. I mean, not problem but to be honest i'm that's a stereotype and if we're gypsies then so what to be honest that this thing with racism and other things we're all humans i mean a lot of people can't understand we're all humans and about the lgbtq community we're all humans we're on the same planet we breathe the same air we're all humans and we all have to have respect for one another that's my opinion to be honest but then a lot of people from Romania are immigrant are um, immigrating to other countries and then uh, they become really successful and they're all sort of I don't know how to put it to be honest they're all uh, expected to be bad people or something and I don't think that's true if you come to Romania and see all the traditions and uh, all of the food and the sarmale and everything. I mean, you like it. All of the people who went to Romania, they liked it a lot. I mean, and they have these, some people have these stereotypes. And then they say, oh, yeah, well, uh, Romania is not really kind of my cup of tea. But uh, then they come to Romania and they say, wow, everything, the mountains, the countryside, the, uh, the baby goats that s sit on the lawn of other people in the countryside they're so cute everything it's so wonderful the food the traditions everything and then they say they see that actually romania is a beautiful country i was getting home from high school today and i saw uh, a group of boys that went um, the for, for translation it's called went with the goat it's called it's um it's a song uh that people sing 
uh, on the streets. They there are a group of boys. They are dressed um, for the winter in traditional clothes, uh, and one of them is wearing a bearskin. And they are, they have drums. They hit the drums, and it's really loud. And they just go on the street and play the song. And I thought it was really interesting because in 2022. To be honest, a lot, a lot of people stick by the traditions and just seeing the everything, getting all back to the traditions, and it ju- just brings brings me a lot of joy. My father is really um, has a passion with the traditional and all of that fun stuff. And to be honest, I just feel really connected to him when I am seeing all of the all of the traditional things being put back back together all the food and everything is just really hard for me to me thank you yes i was wondering about your love for the traditional and now i understand it's a deeper connection with your father and i noticed you mentioned respect two times one is there is no respect for the teachers and for the uh, adults by kids and now you spoke about respect for all humans and to you what is the meaning of respect why is it important to respect everyone well one of the arguments that they have it's basically what i said before that we're all human we're all equal to be honest because this this podcast is about women and their role in society uh and to be honest women men non-binary people all people have to have the same rights we have to be all equal and to be honest the meaning of respect in my eyes is having equal rights for all and just being a decent human to be honest to respecting the pronouns respecting their heritage respecting uh, respecting the way they uh, speak if they have an accent because there's a lot of jokes about yes yes romanians have a bad accent or uh, People from Moldova have a have a bad accent. I mean, to be honest, just it's their country, and let them be proud of their country. And to be honest, it's just if they're born in Moldova, they're gonna have an accent because even Romanians make fun of people from Moldova because they speak almost like Russians because they have uh, Russian as a second language. And um, a lot of people make fun of that. And I mean, don't make fun of the freaking humans' heritage. I mean, it's really nasty to do that to be honest and i when some when some people make fun of my country i mean i just get up and just say why are you making fun of my country i'm did i make fun of your country that's not okay and you have to have respect for my heritage to be honest and i think that the respect is mostly about being human and having equal rights for equal rights for all you know i just watched a darman video a while ago i think you know about him uh and there were some girls that were complaining about the school dress code that they that they weren't allowed with um skirts that were past their fingertips or if they if they put their arms straight down or something and then or with shorts or something uh and i mean not those shorts short or short shorts or whatever it was basically really decent ones and then there were some boys with normal shorts and then and then the principal said, "Oh yeah, I said the girls weren't lo- allowed with shorts. I didn't say anything about the boys. The boys." And then uh, I remember that the pl- principal came in the cafeteria and just said, "Oh yeah, uh, we're gonna restrict more things for the girls, for the girls, not for the guys, in the school dress code." And then 
uh, the girl that was um, getting dress coded uh, said equal rights for all. And then all of all of the people in the cafeteria started started saying equal rights for all. And I thought that was really uh, empowering for the women, for everyone, to be honest. It was really empowering. We felt, honestly, I felt really empowered by the saying. And then I saw that the boys stuck up for her as well. And I thought that was really nice of them and really nice of all the people. But the principal wasn't really happy with the idea of the principal of the school. It's a Darman video. I don't know if you saw it or not. Thank you. I love your attitude. And I agree with you that it's equal rights for everyone and that women should have their voices heard, their rights complete and fully empowered. And so to ask you, in Romania, how do you feel is the situation of women? Are they fully empowered and free? Is there anything you would like to change? How would you describe as someone living there? And what improvements, or if it's already perfect, no improvements, would you recommend? It's not perfect. Not Literally not one society is perfect. Uh, but we have um, wim- uh, candid- uh, women candidates for presidency or other things, which I think is really nice. Uh, we have women leaders. We have from women prime ministers. And I thought that's really nice that women can speak their mind about politics. And to be honest, I'm still a little paranoid as being a woman and walking on the street alone at night. But it's not about the men or anything. It's just about me being paranoid. I mean, I just saw true crime case and I was like, oh, no, that's going to happen to me because I'm generally paranoid. But as other women, I think that uh, it's pretty safe walking on the streets at night, which I really appreciated. But then again, I'm really paranoid, so I don't know about it. But I think that the situation with women in our country is pretty good, to be honest. I mean, I really feel proud to be a woman in Romania. I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. And I'm happy that in Romania, women have a lot of opportunities. They're equal, as you said, and everything is great. Thank you so much for representing Romania. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective, your voice, your views, your heritage, and how great Romania is, and I'm also against all stereotypes or preconceived notions. Thank you for participating in this project. It's my privilege and my honor to interview you, and I wish you success. I wish you great acting with your mom. I wish you to keep being the mom and the leader of your friends and to change the definition of a benevolent dictator to something super positive and keep going. Thank you again. Well, thank you for this opportunity. I really like being interviewed by you and I really appreciate and support your uh, organization and you have my full support. Mm -hmm.